All right, so hello, welcome to Startup Business Q&A, episode 223. Uh, we're about 20-odd weeks off, 25 weeks off, which is half a year still, uh, hitting five years, which is crazy. So thank you much, everyone jumping in here. Quite a full show today, uh, so we're going to be covering, covering online networking, how to network when you're stuck online, as many people have been saying lately. Uh, $50 will be given away in this particular uh, show as well to the winner of the Entrepreneur Business Live competition. If you're not in the group on Facebook, where have you been for literally since 2015? I've had that group, Entrepreneur Business Group. Uh, I will be sharing as well uh, my top three tips for online networking, which are actually more simple than you probably realize, but the things that matter to me, some really good questions here as well. So, <laughs> Tamana Gupta on LinkedIn. We're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram right now. But Tamana said, did I win? Well, we'll have to wait and see. You have to stay watching, uh, Tamana. Otherwise, you'll never know, I'm afraid. That's how it works. So you have to stay on here. Uh, if you're watching right now, hop in and pop into the comments where you're watching from, what's your city, and are you part of hashtag Team Live? If you're watching live right now or hashtag team replay if you're watching the replay earlier uh, sorry later on even um thank you in advance to those of you who are what who are listening on the podcast uh it's just great we're back two weeks now on the podcast uh returned as the audio of this show basically so if any of you are listening in the car or on your ipod or whatever you're doing uh then good for ipod ipod 2020 if you're listening on your phone <laughs> or in your on you know on the radio or whatever then then awesome but yeah good to good to have you uh back on the uh, podcast as well thank you those of you downloading away i'm really pleased that that's kicking off again um so this is a big deal this one uh you know it's so relevant here in the uk uh it looks like we're going to be moving into a full lockdown um less schools um, in the coming days, it just has to kind of be ratified by Parliament. But basically, we are going to be locked in. So, like, you can't leave the house unless it is for essential exercise on your own or to get food or medicine. And that's it, really. Everything else will be shut. So, never before, well, actually, March, <laughs> has it been uh, so relevant uh, uh, to, to think about how you network online? You've got to get it right. And it's so relevant because everyone's had to be doing it. So really, really important that uh, we, we bear that in mind. Those of you piling in right now, where are you watching from? Put it in the comments. What city are you watching from or what town? And uh, are you repping? Are you representing hashtag team live? Are you watching live right now or hashtag team replay watching later on? Who have we got on Instagram? Got B Organic X. Good to see here. Nacho Costillo Dot Designs. Roosevelt Davis One is here. Prachi with probably 72 eyes at the end from Goa in India. Good to see here, part of hashtag Team Live. Uh, Zinho Santos Photography, good to see you here as well. Cesar Miguel Bejarano, uh, Marta Caracolita, good to see you here as well. Gosh, you test me every every week, Instagram. Acox323, it's a little bit more straightforward, isn't it? So good to see you all here. Thank you very much uh, for joining in. And uh, over on Instagram, and, sorry, on LinkedIn and Facebook, we have Tamana Gupta, we have Yanish Georgia Kopolis, good, good to see you here again, episode 223, watching from Athens, and uh, from New York, we have Patricia, Kenya is uh, Anne in the house, good to see you having, having you on here as well, Amy Hansen, awesome, regular already, aren't you, uh, coming in from Chicago, 
Um, hello from India, says Sandeep Kushwahala, Kushwaha even. Uh, Mohid also from India as well. And uh, <laughs> Patricia Freudenberg adds, I love your metropolitan pace. Fantastic start to a Monday morning. Do you know what I love? Is that reciprocity, actually. I love that a lot of people book this. I've had so many people over the weeks and months and years say, I book this every single Monday, so I have this. There's someone recently who's like, pen in hand, I'm ready, 8 a.m. every morning. Uh, I say every every Monday, uh, Eastern time. It's amazing to have you here. Uh, Patricia, yes, we're coronavide. Joshua's watching from Wisconsin on LinkedIn. Amy Goodman, good to see you here as well. New Jersey, Baltimore, if I remember right. We spoke a while back. Uh, who else have we got here? The man himself says LinkedIn user. Could be anyone, couldn't you? Is it, is it, is it you, Jeff Weiner? Nice to see you. Thanks for watching. Uh, word up, baby, all the way from Brentwood, Essex, says LinkedIn user. I'm guessing that's Ravi. <laughs> and Wendy Gulhillo, good to see you here from uh, Knoxville as well. Thank you very much for joining in. The man, James Pyers, just hopped in on uh, Instagram and many others too. Thank you everyone for watching. So yesterday, a few things we're covering. We're covering my tips for online networking, what I would suggest the top three things are. We're covering, yes, the winner of the incentive from the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. You can join anytime. It's free. Just got to ask, answer the three questions to get in. There's four and a half thousand people in there. Been running for five years. Every month there's an incentive. It might be that I give away cash as I am this week. So $50 to the best comment uh, or books or courses and stuff like that. It's just a great place to be. Uh, uh, many people have won over the months uh, so far. And uh, we'll also be answering your questions. So right now, if you have a question about networking online, stick it in the comments and I'll work my way through it. Let's start just for, you know, kind of, I think it'd be a good way to start with three best tips, in my opinion, for online networking. And, um, you know, we've been doing this for some time now. and I've been like focused on generating commercial outcomes. So deals from uh, the online space since 2013, 2014, really. Obviously, we've all been online for a long time, but since then and you know, that is in essence a lot of networking there. And of course, there's a lot we can take from the offline world. Uh, I've been selling face to face in conferences since 2002 through 2003. So there's a lot we can learn from there. And not least, I've taken part in and run a lot of events of my own. So here are my top three tips. If you're taking a pen and paper to hand for notes today, then now is the time to be writing them down. Number one, I would say, is keep a list of people with stages. So if you're doing it on a spreadsheet or something, this is how I do it, it's really simple. I have a tab per month, and each tab is the people I've engaged with who potentially could convert to something, okay? Each of those people, they have a date, their name, these are the columns, a date, the name, where they came from. So was it a referral, so who from? Was it from a LinkedIn post, whatever it might be? Was it on Facebook, whatever? So I've got a con just, to, just for audience purposes to see where these people came in from. Then I've got each stage of my funnel or each stage of my sales process. So, you know, have we, ha has there been a message sent? Typically, the people in this list are the people who have engaged with, um, who have come out of a call to action from a piece of content, for instance. And what I've done there is I've added in whether or not um, they've replied to a message I've sent them. Because I would always write, you know, you know, send them a message saying something like, thanks so much uh, for responding. Then the next column would be something, you know, it could be something like, have you arranged a phone call? Yes or no. 
and you know you, you obviously can conditionally format all this stuff if you love your spreadsheets like me and you can make that hit green so it feels like you've got progress <laughs> then is the call booked you know then you've got next set of stages you know have you done a pitch how do, is it good or is it dead is there a verbal yes is the deal in then i've got further ones as well all the way through to you know how is there like a uh, have I done onboarding emails? Have I done a welcome email? Have I done like, have I add them to a group or whatever is necessary? But the first set of, of stages is really important. Now you should make that as diverse as you need, because let's be clear, your networking may be people who can help you in other ways other than give you money you know, in their capacity as a client, but it may be that they set you up with something. So I just think it's madness to not have that down. And yes, there's loads of CRMs, but a good old spreadsheet is like really easy because I do it month by month. I have this kind of crazy memory where I remember all people I've engaged with. I just tend to remember really well, but it's worth having that down. So I have a list, but with the people at the different stages that you're at with. And then you can, at a glance each day, open that up and go, where am I with people? Oh, and I have to get back in touch with that one or that's left, you know, that's nothing's happened there or whatever. It's a really good idea to have. Second tip for online networking is follow up. <laughs> now, there's this amazing bit of research was done a while back that showed of all the deals and pieces of business that you do. So these are the ones that turn into deals of all of them. Ninety percent required a follow up of some kind, which means you going back and saying, hey, how's it going? Or, or like, you know, just some kind of a, a reminder or a nudge that you're there at least once. So if 90% of all the deals you'll ever do require a follow-up and you don't follow up, you're only getting 10% of the deals you should be getting because they were meant to be there. So, and many of them require seven, eight, nine follow-ups. That sounds like you're really pestering them. You're doing it wrong if you're pestering them. That means you just maybe you, you're just keeping yourself front, you know, in, in, in front of their radar. And often people really appreciate it because they're busy. This isn't their world buying your product. It's part of it. And so they need to be reminded. So, Following up is crucial, but with elegance, I would add, because we need to make sure we're following up in a way that doesn't come across like we're pestering, because otherwise, you know, it's quite an irritation for them. But the third thing, as well as keeping a list with people at the different stages, as well as following up with these people as well, you know, how long are you waiting? Have you decided? Have you agreed? Have you had a call with them? What's next? You know, what's the next step? Take the action. Make sure that you're in control there, or at least the next step is coming and is nailed down. Maybe write that in that spreadsheet. The third thing as well is so crucial. Otherwise, your networking doesn't get much practice and you don't get much you know, people in there. And it's attract volume. You should attract volume. That's a really crucial part of online networking. What I mean by that is, Unless you're going to online events all the time, to webinars and all that kind of thing, you need to be attracting volume every day. And that is best done through the deployment of content. So we're looking at really valuable content that can be used to draw people in. Are you starting conversations? Are you being divisive in your opinion that you believe in? Are you reframing for the world the way they should look at things? Are you showing yourself to be a thought leader? Are you drawing people in with maybe a hack or something useful? But what are you doing to stimulate conversation that potentially attracts volume? So those three things are crucial. If you're not attracting volume, your online networking will suffer purely because in football parlance, you're missing, you're not, you're not having enough shots at goals. So it really is important to do that. Really, really crucial, okay? Um, I hope uh, you agree with those. I've really found that they help me a lot. It's not just 
tabulating where who the people are and where they are in the, in my kind of in in terms of the commercial scheme of things it's also about following up with them and attracting regular it's a real frequent content uh, uh, i'm sorry volume through content each day what's yours what would you add what's a major tip for online networking it's always good to see what you think so pop it in the comments you never know you might be helping someone else good to see you here carla costa bereza on instagram uh pradruk as well veritas else lassie good to hear you as well hands-on approach is nice to hear as well uh ianad ios and many others too um what have we got here in terms of questions before i get into the incentive winner the 50 dollars incentive winner let's see who is here on instagram i uh, saw on linkedin yanis has said richard what uh, richard is what expectations of normal am i letting go today a good icebreaker for 2020 you can't see it on instagram but I put it put it up on the page for facebook and linkedin viewers is so what he's asking is as an icebreaker for 2020 he's asking what expectations of normal am i letting go of today as an icebreaker an icebreaker is something that stimulates a conversation and lowers the barriers icebreakers means you're removing that frostiness or that that defensiveness all those barriers that naturally come because humans are hardwired uh to do this when you're attracted or rather when you're speaking to someone fresh and cold basically someone you're not you're not kind of that's an unknown quantity if, if, if you don't know who someone is you tend to have your barriers up it's how we're built we distrust naturally the unknown okay some people learn to do things elsewhere other ways but we distrust to a degree the unknown so it's crucial that we have the right kind of icebreakers that diffuse anything here's what my suggestion is yanis it's really crucial to not try and be clever with an opening volley of questions or question that's going to try and open someone up someone recently i remember saying said recently as in two years ago i uh, once said the first thing they do whenever they connect with someone is to say something like hey richard um what's your story and i would argue it's a really bad idea because of course some people are open and naturally are cool to saying oh thanks thanks for connecting here is my long story but then in truth most people don't want to share their story with someone they've never met before with someone that they've had no even online dm based relationship with before far better is to keep that keep that question ready there's nothing wrong with it but the context context and time is all off don't ask stuff like that at the start because invariably people need to be warmed up a bit so it's far better to say how you're doing or like how's the week going or something like that super light questions should be small and questions should be requiring very little brain power so they're known as low intensity questions the higher the intensity of the question as in the more the brain has to work to answer it like tell me your life story the less likely someone's going to answer it unless you've earned the right which is why when you meet someone on a first date ask or even when you meet them for the very first time saying could you tell me your life story it's a little bit overbearing right whereas if you're married to them you probably aren't the right to ask that by then you should also have probably asked it by at that point anyway but the point is that depending on how much value they perceive in you or how much um uh, buy-in there is to you and how receptive they are and therefore how warmed up they are that directly correlates to how intense the question can be that you're asking them so are you asking for them to de like deploy a lot of brain power if so well actually and brain power might not be just that it's difficult or complex to answer 
but actually it might be it's emotionally a little bit taxing to answer. So if I said to someone stupid question like what challenges have you got or that favorite of idiot salespeople who get it who haven't had good training and only get ranty like so what you know what keeps you up at night what headaches have you got asking that at the start is stupidity because people don't want to tell you what their problems are because what you're actually doing is being emotionally taxing on them. you're asking them to be vulnerable and open up and the thing is yes some people are open at the start but you don't know that until you've engaged with the person a bit it's far more safe and wiser and more effective in getting conversion ultimately to hold that, keep that powder dry and begin with just how's it going. That should be your opening volley. Yanis, uh, uh, it may well be that you're asking that in terms of an icebreaker a little further down the line, in which case, great. Where's the, you know, it's great context. I totally agree. And if you have good context to a question, then it makes a lot of sense. You know, asking about coronavirus, God, is everyone bored of it yet? Well, maybe, but it's a really good question to ask. How are you doing? How's it been there? It shows you're interested in them and it's commonality. And commonality is a really safe place to start. But at least start with just a, hey, how's it going? Certainly, you can see here I'm a million miles from trying to be commercial or, or pitch related in terms of my pit when I'm, when I'm first having messages with people, okay? Um, Thank you, great tips as always, says Yanis. Uh, Patricia Freudenberg, how about sharing content from other platforms? I usually like to mix it up, but how do you feel about it? Trying to uh, understand if you're asking this about it being an icebreaker, uh, Patricia. Um, are you asked, if you're asking, should I share content from other platforms in DMs when I'm warming up people? Hell no. <laughs> when have you ever received a cold DM from someone saying, hey, you should check out this post I wrote or something and, and actually respond on it? No one will want to. That's all great value, but only when the time is right, only when you've earned the right to, only when they want to emotionally check out your stuff, which means you have to earn it a bit, which means, you know, be a bit more interesting first. I think that may be what you're asking. Um, Carolina Mankowski has added from Florida, showing interest in my posts or work is much better and shows you took the time to check me out instead of do me doing all the hard work. Keep in mind that people are getting numerous of the number, a number of these DMs quite right, Carolina. So if everyone's getting spammed all day long and then suddenly you send this message to someone showing that you've actually bothered to read some of their content or, or something that they're about, you've showed you've actually being a bit more human and being a bit more curious. Absolutely right. It's a very good icebreaker because someone's, you know, it shows you've done a mode of research, which goes a very long way. Very, very good. Um, what have we got on Instagram? I think Amy from Hands On Approaches jumped in here. Beautifully put. Thanks so much. Uh, she says, look at social media, media interactions of dating. I love the comparison. It's quite right. It's identical. So think about it. Every one of you that enters into a cold relationship online, so like cold being you don't know the person, they don't know, know you, with a pitch, is identical to walking up to someone in the bar and propositioning them. It's ballsy. But it's also kind of stupid because you don't know anything about them yet and you don't know if they're hot or cold or their first personality typing. And without too much science here, you need to kind of tune into the person first. She's added the difficulty is that my platform is about supporting families that are true challenges. It will be tricky not to be emotionally heavy. Yes, here is my hack for you, Amy, but also for those of you who are working with people in a vulnerable space. So if you are 
offering a product or service, especially services you tend to find, but product or service that is for those people who are um, who are like who who, re who requires them to be vulnerable if they're going to engage with you. So it, it requires them to say, "Hey, you know what? I have this issue at the moment." We all know that that's difficult to get people to step up and, and speak about. So you don't want to be too on the nose, as we say. What you don't want to do is say to people, tell me, say in your content, for instance, is this something you're, that's causing a problem or keeping you up at night or something like that? It doesn't work, right? Instead of talking about the problem that people have, think this is what you should do in your own time, like when it's all quiet and you can just slow down and think about it. Write down on a piece of paper, what are the symptoms of the problem that you solve for people? What are the symptoms of the problem that you solve for people? So if I was to put out a poll on LinkedIn and say, you know, vote yes if you're really struggling with sales, I wouldn't necessarily get a really viral amount of, of uh, votes on that. And the reason why is because people don't want to admit they're weak or vulnerable or flawed or unable to do a certain thing. If that's the case, instead of saying, put your hand up and vote yes, if you're rubbish at sales or, or scared or something like that, I need to look at the symptoms around it. What things, what signifiers or identifiers would suggest that person has a problem with sales? So put your hand up if you like pitching. I could do, try the the reverse for instance and it's the same like like i i, meant, I work with someone at the moment who's an anxiety coach you can't say put your hand up or or you know vote yes if you're anxious <laughs> it doesn't tend to work people don't want to publicly share that but if you look at the symptoms of being anxious whatever they may be and tune into that people are more likely to to, to have this uh to, to come up with, with with saying yeah that that's something i have an issue with so just think about that what's the what's the what are the symptoms or the signifiers that someone may have that particular problem. And it sounds like you're taking the longer route, but it's more effective in getting people to step forward. So you should try that instead. It's a little bit of a safe way to warm people up. So I hope you, you should try that out instead. It definitely, definitely works quite well. So I've had my three tips today so far for online networking. It's the first question as well. Thank you very much uh, to whoever asked, whoever it was, uh, Yanis as well for the question, and Carolina, good for your, uh, good to see your, your extra uh, comment there. Thank you. Uh, and Amy too. Now, who wants to know? Who wants to know who won the $50? I sense some of you do. Uh, what was the first message we had when we literally went online earlier? Tamana Gupta, did I win? She said, well, if you're still watching right now, I hope you are, then, then this is your opportunity to see <laughs> if you won or not. So here's how it works. Every month, there's an incentive. Sometimes every month, sometimes twice a month, because I don't keep count uh, or track of it. But I give away stuff. Books, courses, money, usually money. About every other month or so, it's money, because it's a great group. So if you go to Facebook, I was going to say the Facebook. If you go to Facebook.com and search Entrepreneur Business Group, you'll see number one, four and a half thousand people. Since August 2015 is Entrepreneur Business Group. Join it. It's a great community. It's amazing people in there. It's great value as well. And... This incentive is such a simple one. Usually it's just like best comment wins. So last week I asked the group, what is the most important tool an entrepreneur can have? 
Let's hear what you think. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook as well. What's the most important tool that an entrepreneur should have? What do you think the answers? I'm, I'm going to see what some of the answers are. Tamanda's still here. She's laughing away. That's marvellous. Well, you may have won, but you have to get into the group pretty quick and reverse time because you've already picked a winner. So, no, you didn't win. <laughs> but what's your answer here? Like, what do you think it is? It could be tech. It could be emotional or mindset. It could be a soft skill, for instance. It could be a tool in the physical sense. It could be a tool in the virtual sense. What do you think it might be? Some really good answers. I'm smiling because my man, Sebastian Rusk, who is Mr. Podcast now, with services on building podcasts, has added his uh, two cents, which is a podcast. A podcast. And Tamana has left. Have a good day, she says, because she knows she's lost. Thanks. I'm glad I'm, you're only here for my money. The Quiet Mind, says Amy on Instagram. What else have we got? What, what do you think? Carolina Mankowski, a good mindset, she said. Daniel Nunes, the ability to build relationships. If you're watching, if you're joining right now, put in the comments where you're watching from. If you're hashtag team live or team replay, but also answering the question, what's the most important tool an entrepreneur can have? There were there was a definite winner. It's a great, great answer. Here are some of the submissions from the group and you can join the group anytime. I urge you to jump in uh, into the group on Facebook after watching this live stream, of course. Uh, David Coe, simple word. He said focus. Focus for him is the most important tool an entrepreneur can have. Safer Kaya, I love this one. The most important tool an entrepreneur can have is a hidden in-ear headphone chip with a constant self-affirmation via subconscious frequencies to push you through actions that manifest the persona you need to get where you want to be. Clever, nice. Well, go. You should make that. I think. Aaron Mendowitz said, "Not caring what anyone thinks." Uh, Laura Bernhardt, teacher's pet. I loved her answer, which was the most important tool an entrepreneur can have. Is Richard Moore's videos <laughs> nicely done? You didn't win with that. That would have been a little bit of a fix, wouldn't it? Uh, you're still here, Tamana. Good to see you're here. Still here, Sharon. I see you here watching from Jersey. Jennifer Henderson has said a positive mindset. It's a lot of mindset stuff, and I think that was that was one of the main features here of them. So we got loads of submissions. Unsurprisingly, when it's best comment wins fifty dollars, the winner of the fifty dollars said the following: the courage and consistency to do. It's easy to get overwhelmed and discouraged when we aren't seeing immediate results. The key is the ability to keep reaching out and reaching up rather than to shy away from our goals and ambitions. So congratulations to you, Daniel Nunes, you win $50. Good stuff, great answer, congratulations. Let's all say well done. Patricia Freudenberg, I wanna add this little comment because I think it's a good one. Uh, thanks for your leadership, Richard. Like. You, you're like the advice wizard. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. Um, so congrats to, to you, Daniel. Amazing stuff. Uh, I'd want to do it. I just want to do a quick shout out to Warwick Congress at the University of Warwick next week. I will be joining you all on uh, the 10th, which is Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday? When's the 10th? Um, <laughs> I should probably find out. Uh, I will be at with Warwick Congress and I'll be talking to you about... Um, unsurprisingly about LinkedIn, but an evolved version, like really taking it to the next level. It was almost a year ago that I was with you in person. If you remember those of you who joined, uh, it was pizza all night as well. I think it was stacked to the ceiling with pizzas. It was amazing. It was like 110 of you rammed in that lecture hall as well. Great fun. And uh, we'll be doing it live instead. I believe if you follow 
Warwick Congress on Instagram. You can actually join in, even if you're not a Warwick University student, I believe. Uh, and you can watch that then. So shout out to you. Thank you again for your kindness in inviting me. Uh, it's uh, very different these days. Last time I spoke with Warwick Congress uh, at the, was it the top of this year? There was Financial Times there. There was, I think it was a JP Morgan and someone else as well, like some amazing brands um, and a little me as well. And now it's just a one-off chat. So hopefully I um, I do you proud next week. Let's get into the questions. A couple more. Ash Rutherford has asked, what should your number one objective be when networking? I learned the hard way what the number of objections should be, in my opinion. It's a great question. And I learned this probably 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, when I started going to conferences, business conferences, the big ones where it's like trade shows and things like that, but also networking events too, on behalf of my of the business I worked for. Now, what would happen, of course, is to sign off you going on this trip to, you know, Zurich or wherever to meet a bunch of people there's of course an unwritten rule which is you come back to the business after the trip with money on contracts so you have to kind of pay for it right you have to make it worthwhile and what's interesting is that before you go to these and i bet this happens in most companies you sit down and you say so what are our objectives for this networking event or conference it's to get this many leads and it's to do this many pitches now, here's the mistake is that if you approach people at trade shows, especially when you're at when they're at their booths, you know, they've got their stands and everything. They are. Think about it emotionally. Apply some empathy. They are in selling mode. They're trying to shift stuff. You go up to them. They're not in buying mode as much. So it's quite difficult to do. Also, how awkward is that when it was never a pleasant thing? to go up to people and start pitching at them. So I learned quickly like the art of like looking at segues and, and small talk. And like I, I, I ultimately, I think the last times I was doing it, I would take a bunch of people with me and show them how to open up conversations. Quite interesting that um, hands-on approaches on Instagram said earlier, it's a bit like dating and there's many similarities there. It's like just opening things up. Um, but in fact, it's interesting that, that typically businesses, when they send you, to a trade show or an event like this for networking will say the number one objective should be leads. And for many, they may feel it's the same online. You may feel the same, even if you're representing yourself online, I've got to try and get some leads. Yeah, but there's a way you should do it. Here's the thing. If you go and pitch people direct, you end up with people feeling very, very uh, much like they remember you, but you're that irritating woman or man who decided just to pitch at them. It's far better. This is my number one objective when I uh, am networking online or otherwise, uh, Ash, is to leave an impression, but leave to leave a positive one. And the best way to leave a positive impression is just to be a great guy, show an interest in them, be stimulating and interesting. And if I look at back to um, like the networking events I ran and the ones I, I attended uh, before the lockdown, it was always the same. I want to be the guy they remember because I was fun. We had good jokes, you know, like we got a beer together and had a laugh. That's the kind of person they're like, oh, I really like that guy. Because all the deals you ever do, at least the decent ones where it's fulfilling, they don't want to try and game you or negotiate with you and you're going to get a great outcome with, a, you know, a proposition accepted at a good price point. It all starts with sure trust, but also they've got to like you a bit. And if you come away 
with, yeah, of course, a bunch of business cards or a bunch of names. That's nice. But I prefer the leads where I haven't pitched them. If I pitch at their faces, it gets a little bit like, I don't really want to ha hear that. Whereas if I'm the guy that comes away like, oh, yeah, we should definitely catch up. I really liked hanging out with you. They convert so well. No, they don't convert on the day. But yeah, they have. you have an amazing shot at goal now. And I can tell like a great example of this was I was at an event a while back. And by being the fun guy in the room, that evening, I got inv invited. This was people I'd never met. I got invited to a dinner that a few of them was go were going to. I would never have been invited if I'd been pitching at people. Uh, Coach Kerry K on, on Instagram here is saying, yes, you can see it on their face. Exactly. They're like, oh, God, how like how they get out of this is what they're thinking. If I get on well with this person in front of me, I get interesting things like, hey, you should come to this or we should connect more. Or we should do that. Or they introduce you to people. Why? Because you're fun and you're a great accessory to them. So this, like I said, this event a little while back, I show I was like my objective here in my networking is to be the fun guy that's memorable because I'm, I'm like good jokes, enjoying being with these people, getting on really well. Um, and just being a fun person to hang out with, being stimulating, sure, interested in their work as well. And that's what got me at that top table. It was like, hey, do you know what? We're going to this dinner tonight. Why didn't you come along? That ended up being like drinks at a bar afterwards. And then, of course, it was like a little time later. But there was the business afterwards because they're like, oh, well, obviously I want to work with you. And basically I took the longer route, but the human route. And that's what you're going to be thinking about online. So your effective online networking really does start with being an, a nice, open individual. Do not, this is a big takeaway for all of you, do not be seduced by the volume of people online. What I mean here is don't think to yourself, well, there's hundreds of millions of people. I'll just spam a lot of them because that's easy and efficient and some will come back to me. Don't do it because it's not fulfilling. Do you really want to look back on your life and go, yeah, that's how I that's how I spent my time spamming people? <laughs> or do you want to have a more fulfilling day every day with fewer people? We have a more meaningful human conversations, far more stimulating that way. And that actually, again, if you get on well with someone compared to if you just pitch at them, even if both approaches ended up as a deal, the former tends to be a deal where there's so much more trust, the longer relationships are there, there's greater deal values and less, less gaming and negotiating. And that's coming from literally thousands of deals and millions of pounds of sales over the years. Just is the case that if they like you and get on with you, they don't try and, you know, uh, leverage whatever they can to try and save a bit of cash here and there. They're just not as tight because they're leaning in and wanting to buy from you. It's a really great question, Ash. So leave an impression, sure, but the human emotional one that allows you to go back to them in these networking events, often it's about networking and just connecting as opposed to trying to do the pitch. I've been at some networking events where you know these ones they are small, it's like maybe 50 to 100 people, everyone's getting a drink maybe after some talks, and there's always that one dude going around pitching at you, and he's like, oh man, like, I remember him well, but I don't wanna, don't wanna get in touch, that's the last person I wanna work with, because you don't want to like their proposition because you don't like the approach of that person, because you're not seeing the human, are you? You're just seeing the guy who's putting his face on who's trying to pitch, so instead, you want the one who's fun to hang out with. And they're the ones you go back to and go back to. So we all agree because we all know this, but you've got to be willing to put a tiny bit more effort and a tiny bit more um, 
patience into this more than anything. Really important point. Sharon Falk on Facebook agrees. It doesn't happen overnight. Ginny Lemery, sales 101, Richard. People buy from people. Absolutely, people buy from people they like is my evolved version. I totally agree. Patricia Freudenberg must agree. Nothing beats live human interaction and it can be done online. That's why in the DMs, I'm all voice memos because it's feeling a bit more human. I can I can add the tonality, emphasis, dynamics, emotion. I can, you know, laugh if I'm trying to be a bit more jovial if I, or I can, you know, I can say things with the tonality required rather than potentially the vibe being misconstrued as it typically often <laughs> ends up being uh, if it's text only. It's really crucial. Brian Direct, good to see you here from uh, Miami as well. And Daniel Nunes, pleased you're happy that you won. I'm honored, he says. Congrats to you. I'll fire the $50 over it later. One more question, in fact, from you, Daniel. Um, let's take one of yours, because I think you sent quite a few. Any highlights on in your progress throughout the lockdown? Actually, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's interesting. I feel like I've got balance now, because in 2008, you know, we have the, the big financial crisis and the recession. And I had a very hard time because because, you know, I was selling. I was like a head of sales of a team or uh, selling business events, which is very apt for today. And uh, unsurprisingly, no one was buying anything. It was a really tough time. I had a lot to learn. That was a long time ago. Um, whereas now, because my focus is how to sell elegantly, so how to sell in a way that doesn't irritate people, the words, the timing, the nuances, the science, the behavior, and so on, the psychology, and LinkedIn, when you combine the two, my sweet spot is pretty much as relevant as it gets right now. So I would say not only are there more users on places like LinkedIn, but it's being used that much more in the same way as Zoom is being used that much more because it is a more than just a necessary tool it's imperative that you're in amongst people and if you can't be in real life you've got to do it online so so my linkedin client accelerator has been so such a a, a positive um, thing to release during lockdown because people are like we need this right now we need you know we can all look nice online we can do well with content or whatever but how do you actually do the conversion part so i'm glad you brought that up it's really really been pleasant to be so relevant uh, through linkedin that that that's been a highlight uh, if anyone wants to learn more, just DM me um, LinkedIn and I'll tell you about the LinkedIn Client Accelerator. It's focused on that moment of conversion, which we all need, because otherwise, what are we doing? We're just getting connections and building an audience and getting engagement even in posts. But it means nothing unless you've gotten some kind of meaning convert, meaningful conversion as well. So that's what it does. Uh, let's draw a line there. Thank you so much, everyone who's, who's um, jumped in today. Congrats to Daniel for winning uh, the incentive. Hopefully those three best tips uh, for networking online helped as well. Uh, great answers to um, the most important tool an entrepreneur can have. And thank you very much everyone watching on Instagram. I will see you all later. And if you haven't joined yet, go to Facebook straight after this and find the Entrepreneur Business Group and you can join right there and jump in. I'll see you all there. Thanks a lot, Instagram. I'll see you also on the podcast later on those who listen in. Thanks also to those watching on Facebook and LinkedIn. Catch you later. Have an amazing week.